Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee Up podcast by Market Lane Coffee. My name is Einar, and today I'm sitting down with Tyson to talk about uh, Guatemalan coffees and what makes Guatemalan coffees so special. Hello, Tyson. How are you? Very good, Einar. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. To start off with, um, where, where in the world is Guatemala? So Guatemala is in Central America, bordered by Mexico, Belize, Honduras, and... El Salvador, maybe? El Salvador, yes, that's it. What do you think of when you think of Guatemalan coffees? Yeah, so Guatemalan coffees, I think first and foremost, are really clean coffees. Uh, they're very approachable, really balanced. Yeah, real proud pleasers. What do you think about when you think of uh, Guatemalan coffees, Ina? Uh, well, it's funny you should ask because um, when I started at Market Lane seven years ago, after my first um, meeting, first induction, um, I got to take a bag home. Um, still remember that it was from uh, Guatemala. It was a coffee that we used to have that was called um, Santa Isabel. So um, yeah, when I think of Guatemalan coffees, uh, I'm thinking about uh, coffees that are you know easy to drink but also interesting. Has kind of a, a fruit like character, um, stone fruits, easy to drink, approachable. It was a good introduction to specialty coffee for me. So we got a new um, seasonal espresso, which is made up of uh, 20% of Aroresa, which is a coffee from Ethiopia, and 80% of uh, La Soledad, which is a coffee from Guatemala. Uh, what can you tell us about La Soledad? Yeah, so La Soledad is from the Antigua coffee growing region, which is quite highly regarded for producing great coffee. And the farm is owned and run by Anna Lucia Zelaya and her husband, Ronnie Asensio. Uh, some of you may recognize that name, uh, Anna's last name, Zelaya. Her brother, Ricardo, owns and runs a Santa Clara estate. So uh, at the moment, we are in the middle of uh, August and we're moving into um, Guatemalan coffees being in season. Are there any other coffees from uh, Guatemala coming up? We've got a number of uh, really delicious Guatemalan coffees that are uh, making their way onto our menus. The first one is a Gesha micro lot from the Santa Clara estate, which we have had before. Um, and another familiar coffee is San Geronimo, which is coming from the Caban region. After these, we're going to have two more Guatemalan coffees, which are La Ponderosa and La Maravilla. And both of these coffees are from the Huehuetenango region. So can you tell us a little bit more about Guatemala? What role does coffee play in, in the life of most Guatemalan people? Yeah, so coffee is uh, a pretty big part of, um, of a lot of Guatemalan people's lives. Uh, at the moment, 40% of Guatemala's agricultural export revenue comes from coffee. Um, it's said that there are approximately 125,000 producers across the country. Many of these are smallholder producers, um, and these may either be independent or grouped together in cooperatives. Um, and there are also a number of larger scale family run estates such as Santa Clara or La Ponderosa. One thing that's quite unique and special about Guatemala is that for most of the producers, uh, particularly the producers that we're working with, um, coffee is more than just a cash crop. It's something that Guatemalans actually drink and enjoy. Oftentimes it can be a family tradition that you know, the family takes a great sense of pride in. Uh, in addition to this, uh, we're seeing a real growth in independent quality focused cafes popping up through Guatemala. It's estimated that now about 10% of the coffee that Guatemala produces actually stays in the country and is consumed by Guatemalans. 
So with the Guatemalan coffee producers, do they receive any support from the government or any national institutions? Yes. Anacafe is uh, Guatemala's national coffee association. Anacafe was uh, established to provide a strong support system to producers uh, to help them achieve the highest standards in every aspect of the coffee industry, from finance to agronomy through to roasting and brewing coffee. Their lab in Guatemala City also employs some of the best cuppers in the country. It's a very progressive organization. Last year, Anna Cafe actually co-hosted the world's first blockchain coffee auction. So could you tell us what, what does blockchain coffee auction mean? That's a good question. And truth be told, I'm not uh, extremely familiar with the, uh, I guess, details of this auction. But from what I gather, it's um, a movement designed to uh, increase traceability and transparency. I mean, is this the future of coffee? I, I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll see. So when we were talking about the coffees uh, from Market Lane earlier, you mentioned different regions. Can you tell us a little bit more about each particular growing region in Guatemala? Yeah, so Anna Cafe were instrumental in developing and marketing a essentially what is a coffee map of Guatemala. They would look and see the way in which um, wine producing regions and countries like France, Germany, and even Australia were able to market specific wines by where they're grown. And they looked to implement this uh, with coffee. If you wanted to read a bit more about these different regions, there's a really great resource online, which is at guatemalancoffees.com. And they break down all of these regions in detail. But I thought today we could just explore three of these regions and just have a bit of a deeper dive into Antigua, Coban, and Huehuetenango. So Antigua is situated about 25 kilometers southeast of Guatemala City. Antigua has really rich volcanic soil, low humidity, has lots of sun during the day and really cool temperatures at night. Uh, Antigua is also surrounded by three volcanoes, uh, the Agua, Fuego and Acatenango volcano. Every now and then, Fuego adds a fresh dusting of mineral rich ash to Antigua's soil, which is great for producing high quality coffee. And uh, the soil also contains a lot of volcanic pumice rock, which really helps to retain what little rainfall the region gets. So when we're having coffee from, from Antigua, what are the kind of typical tasting notes? What can we expect from a, from a coffee from that region? Overall, I think coffees from Antigua are really well balanced. I think they're quite rich and sweet. I often get notes of plum and dark chocolate in these coffees. They really are really quite delicious. And uh, two prime examples of coffees from Antigua are La Soledad that we were talking about before, which is 80% of our current seasonal espresso, and also Santa Clara, which we're about to roll out uh, next week. And what can you tell us about the Coban region? Yeah, so Coban sits uh, further north. It's in the uh, Baya Verapaz department. And uh, unlike uh, Antigua, which it sometimes can be quite arid, uh, Caban is uh, rainy and cool throughout the year. It very much is a, is a rainforest for most of uh, most of the region there. The soil has lots of uh, limestone and clay. Um, and given the uh, high amount of rainfall, uh, most of the coffee has to be cultivated on the rolling hills, uh, which allows for drainage. The climate and the, uh, the region there um, also promotes a much slower ripening. Um, so the coffee actually will ripen over a much longer time, and this will mean that there's even more time taken between picking. So 
where um, a different region of Guatemala may be able to have all of their coffee cherries picked over a couple of weeks. This can take two or three times as long in, uh, in Caban. So the landscape and, and, and the climate obviously plays a huge role in, in how the coffee tastes. What can we expect from, uh, from coffees from Coban? I guess what comes to mind is fresh fruit flavors, really nice, clear acidity. Definitely get stone fruit, but I'd say maybe a bit more uh, nectarine flavors in there. So the San Geronimo coffee, which we're rolling out this week, uh, is from the region. Einar's very first Market Lane coffee, Santa Isabel, was also from Coban. And, uh, and the, the third region that you wanted to talk about, uh, to Nango, uh, what can you tell us about? Yeah, so Weiwei Tenango, um, often referred to as Weiwei, is actually one of the highest and driest coffee producing regions in Guatemala. And it's also one of only three regions that are classified as non-volcanic. Um, hot, dry winds from Mexico help to protect against any frost at these very high elevations. And it's situated in the west near the Guatemala-Mexico border. As the region is quite remote, it makes it harder for producers to share resources as they would in other parts of the country. So it really relies on those producers, you know, managing the entire production. Um, and when we think about coffees from Weiwei Tenango, we tend to think of them as being quite floral and complex. Uh, delicate. I, I often, you know, taste things like apricot, milk chocolate, roasted hazelnuts. Um, yeah, really delicious. And I think we have some coffees from this region as well coming up. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, we do. So uh, we will be introducing La Ponderosa. Uh, La Ponderosa will be as an espresso. And we're also having uh, La Maravilla, which will be a filter coffee. Uh, both really great examples of coffees from Weiwei Tenango. So we heard about the different regions of uh, Guatemala. What about the varietals? What type of coffee varietals are most commonly ground throughout Guatemala? Yeah, so I'd say that Bourbon, Katura, and Catuai are three of the more popular varieties used. But we are also seeing a number of producers experiment with some more unique varieties, um, such as Pacamara and even Gesha, which is quite exciting. What about the, the processing? Uh, does it differ from other coffee producing regions? Unlike a lot of other coffee producing regions, Guatemala for the most part doesn't have any trouble having access to water. So most of the coffee in Guatemala is processed using the wash method. But there are some uh, producers who are being a bit more experimental and they're trying some natural or uh, some honey processing methods as well. And before we finish up, um, what about the future? What do you think um, is on the horizon for coffee and production in Guatemala? In light of everything that's going on with COVID-19 right now, we're all really still waiting to see what the new normal looks like. Uh, clearly, there will be some challenges and tough times ahead. Hopefully, with Guatemala's focus on producing high-quality Arabica coffee, they'll be able to make their way through this, and we will, as we have been, continue to support them and, and buy their coffee as much as we can. Thank you very much, Tyson, for all that information. We really hope you enjoyed um, this episode, and if you have any questions or comment, please get in touch with us at uh, hello at marketlane.com.au. Thanks, Einar, and thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy these coffees and we uh, can't wait to hear your feedback. Thank you very much. Goodbye.